0: good evening good evening welcome to a a new and improved brothers on the phone talking movies is this I, a i like improved <laughs> <laughs> uh that means we would get better at what we're doing i don't know if that's true or not but uh, we're gonna try this this is like our new right. season of of brothers on the phone just talking about movies if you've never heard us we're two brothers we're real brothers we love movies. As <laughs> opposed so, uh, to last season, we weren't really real brothers. Exactly. So we be, we've
1: become that now.
0: We have. It was a legal process, and it's now over. It's done with, and we're legal brothers. Thank God. We got um, No, we love, you know, I think probably a bent on classic film, but we'll, we'll look at anything. And, uh, and that, that's what I like. We've done so many different kind of topics and things. Uh, this week, I thought we would attack... Uh, movie teams, our favorite movie teams, but not traditional comedy teams. You know, I didn't want to do that. So, no Marx Brothers, Abby Costello, you know, Lauren Hardy, Three Stooges, none of that stuff. Uh, These are teams that could be dramatic teams, they could be teams that you know did comedy together, they could be male, two men, they could be two females, uh, men and women. Um, I like this, I I This is your idea.
1: (laughs) This is your idea, and I. I, the more I got into this, the thinking about it, the more fun like I had with it. It just, But it took me a little bit to get into it. I was a little cranky when I started. I was, oh, all right, who is a good screen-on pairing? And then just a lot of things started to come to me.
0: It's fun. This was fun. Yeah, you know, I really have to pat myself on the back. This was a brilliant
1: idea. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and I – no, I did. I, I enjoyed doing it, and, and, and I – was coming up with kind of multiple combinations. And then you added one thing you wanted to do was kind of a screen pairing that maybe happened once that was really good, and we kind of wished it would have happened again or followed through. They were so good. And I had actually narrowed it down to a screen pairing that was, the chemistry was so fantastic. I kind of hoped that they had done more so we can get to that later. Absolutely. Um, so, I don't know if you want to just get you. Know, I always feel like I have to start off. So, why don't you know, give me what do you how do you want to start this off? Uh, there's really no rules. No, there's no rules. I, I, this was uh,
1: a lot of, I mean, the, the, it was interesting. Like the first one that came to me was Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn mm-hmm. because I've seen a lot of their films. I, I, I think I've seen uh, most of them at, at least once. And they made nine films together. I think, uh, last, last I checked and I have some favorites. Guess who's coming to dinner. I believe that was their last film in 1967. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a really fun film. State of the union, Adam's rib. I think Adam's rib desk set might be my, my two favorites, the dialogue is so good in Adam's Rib.
0: Adam's rip is a really good one. Yeah. That's a good fl- flick. Yep.
1: Right. It's really, it's just those, I mean, it's just like, like maybe mid period for them kind of. And they're so, they're so natural together. I, I mean, they, people always said about Spencer Tracy that he was one of the most natural actors that he, he didn't want to let you catch him acting. And he made it look like that was maybe the first time that he ever said that line. And, and, it's, uh, and it's funny. I can't, I don't know how you evaluate that. Do, mm-hmm. you, do you compare somebody to other actors of that day and age? Or, but I would have to say that last night I hadn't seen, I DVR'd it. It was on TCM actually. And it was uh, Father of the Bride. And I just, I don't know what it is. <laughs> He's so funny in that film. And he has a voiceover in that film that is so funny. And it's not overdone Right. And the dialogue just – it's still really funny today. Now, now that pairing is not with uh, – that was Joan Bennett, I think, was in that, but not Catherine Hepburn. But um, anyhow, he is so natural. And, yeah. of course, Catherine Hepburn is just uh, – she can stand toe-to-toe with anybody. Of course. And, and, and certainly does. And there's such a powerful force that there's – you know, when you watch a film – there's people that you just look at, if it's a Marlon Brando film, they say, well, you can't take your eyes off Marlon Brando or Al Pacino or Robert De Niro. And I just think that that those two were so great together. I don't know how many people you could say made that many films that were that good
0: and nominated
1: and considered. So I think I, their collaboration. I, I, I like, I like is... the
0: one, too, when he's the sports writer. And she's like a political columnist. That's a good one too.
1: That's that's a great film. Yeah. Yeah. That's another great film. Yeah. That's um. What do you call it? That's uh, is is a woman of the year. I think. think it's woman in a woman Woman or Pat Mike. Yeah, woman of the year. Mm -hmm.
0: Those are that's good stuff. Yeah, I. uh, Yeah, they're a good balance to each other. You know, for sure. You know, she's just such energy and force and movement, and, and he's a little more subtle and kind of reels it in a little bit, and. Yeah and it is really neat to see them you know they started making films in the early 40s and then you see them in the late 60s and that chemistry's still there it really is it is
1: yeah. and it's and she gets him however they just knew how to write for them she, her character seems to always get him riled up yes <laughs> and it's just it's just great to see him blow a gasket he's just uh he's just gets and he gets crankier as as he gets a little older, which is really fun, and of course, guess who's coming to dinner? I mean, that's just um, that's just the two of
0: them. I think at their best. Yeah, he really They're he there. he's fantastic in that. I mean, well deserved Oscar for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, obviously can't question that pick. I mean, they did. They have undeniable chemistry, and it, it's fun to watch them. It really is. And Adams Red, I think, could be the if you had to pick one. That that's a really good one. It's just a fun film.
1: It really is a fun film, and I don't know how many people uh, of this day and age would, would watch it, uh, Catherine Hepburn, um, Spencer Tracy film. Sometimes they run their films in you know, the art houses and theaters around the United States so you can catch it, but I think it's really worth it. I think they're a great pairing, and they, they were maybe among my three favorites. I mean, I have picked like three or four, and they're definitely
0: in my top, top three. Um, going along with couples, um, and I'm gonna say that this one is 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 more of a recent discovery for me. Meaning, I've I I always knew they were good, but I I've watched now uh, recently a bunch of films of theirs together. I'd say in the past few months, and uh, yeah, definitely William Powell and Myrna Loy. I oh that wow. is just uh, that. I'm glad you picked them. I'm glad yeah, you picked them. They are it just looks so easy and it's like they weren't even, they just were there having a good time with each other. You clearly see how much they liked each other and off screen. They really did. They really enjoyed each other's company. They love working together. There was never anything romantic. They just really were friends. And, uh, I mean, the thin man series starts off really strong. There's no doubt about it. A couple of movies are really good. They made but, like what? 10 of them. I think there's six or seven of them. And, it's not no not quite 10 but they they made about a dozen films together uh and some other films together too and i mean they excel yeah. obviously within comedy uh because the thin man films are always have a bit of fun and comedy to them but they are just great together they, they are off, fantastic together yeah they just play off each other uh have so you seen easily. love love crazy that's a fun I, one i have seen that one that's a good one yep love yeah. there's a lot of good films that they've made and And even when the Thin Man series, you know, kind of peters out a little bit, they carry it. Their chemistry just carries it and keeps it going and keeps it moving. And I I really, and you know, some of the at the beginning, you know, so much of the booze humor, which is very funny (laughs) because they're just, you know, he's basically drunk the entire time.
1: It's unbelievable. I mean, when anyone comes to visit them, the first thing that William Powell (laughs) asks them. (laughs) <laughs> what are you drinking yes. he goes, Oh, i'm fine he says oh too bad for you <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah it's just it, it it's so funny and you know they yeah. they play off that whole thing really well but you can see there's such love there between the two of them within those characters so that's a great chemistry and i love the fact that they were so close off screen too they were just such good friends uh, which means it was just real what you saw, and and that that's pretty good. Uh, you know, sometimes these people in the, who are together don't like each other; they just have great chemistry. You know, but this is an example of two people that really enjoyed each other's company, and it comes through in all the films they made. It really, and and it. oddly
1: enough, they they were on my list, and I thought, well, I'm either going to go. I wanted to pick three, and mm-hmm. I wanted to really pick one from that particular era, in yeah. maybe the '30s or '40s. So I. So I went with Spencer Tracy and Katherine Hepburn, but I definitely think Myrna Lowe and William Powell are, they are fantastic. And they've made, they made more films even than, than, uh, than Tracy and Hepburn did. And they're, they're terrific. I mean, I recently I just saw a libel lady for the second time. That's, another that's a Really great one.
0: Yeah. That's uh, good. Yeah. The drama
1: was fun too. You yeah. Gene Harlow's in that. And she's yeah. great in that. She is. Uh, so yeah, I definitely say, check out the, the thin man yeah you'll see series. you'll see
0: great chemistry between two actors. It's just it's something to watch when, when people click like that. It really is.
1: And it's fun to see because there's actually a lot of other actors in these movies that got their start. Isn't uh with is it Lucio Ball is Lucio Ball in one of their films together? I don't know why I want to say
0: could I, yeah Jimmy Stewart might be Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart in, is in the second thin man he's, in the he's pretty maybe. young. Yeah, he's really young. He wasn't a star yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's gets like you know fifth building or whatever. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and he's very he's good character in it. You can see like he's mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna do something definitely. Uh, won't won't give that plot away.
0: Please uh, don't. But Please don't. Yeah. Don't, do
1: that.
0: <laughs> don't be a spoiler.
1: Yeah. Don't be a spoiler. Yes, uh, that's a good pick. Wow. Nice. Yes. Very 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 good. Um. Well, let's get a little bit more contemporary. Um, this one I didn't think of, honestly, until just recently, maybe 40 minutes ago. This didn't hit me until 40 minutes ago. Woody Allen and Diane Keaton. Yeah, I,
0: I, I had that. I had it. Did you have that? <laughs> I had it. It's okay.
1: It's good. It's, yeah. good. it's good. it's good. Well, I mean, I, like, honestly, I, I've seen a lot of their films. You know I'm a huge Woody Allen fan. And but going back over them again, I didn't realize it played against Sam Sleeper, Love and Death, Annie Hall, Interiors, Manhattan, Mm -hmm. Manhattan Murders to me. I mean, it's wow. I mean, I've definitely seen played against Sam a couple of times. I was in the play in college and played the part of the Humphrey Bogart role. And what a fun play it was. And it's just like a I love that you fun. just gave yourself
0: a plug. You <laughs> like gave yourself a college plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A way, college I, I plug. I was yeah. in college plug, in
1: case you didn't know that. Yes, yes. You didn't <laughs> see that. You didn't see my uh, production of, uh, <laughs> my stiff production of uh, the bogey portrayal. But, oh, man, that's a fun film. And I haven't seen. It's oddly, it's funny. That's the film I think I've seen the least out of all the films. I don't know why. Maybe they just don't run it a lot. But I've seen Sleeper a few times. Yes. And what a, what, a, what, a, what a really funny, kind of an interesting film. I have a, I have a couple of favorite lines. Uh, there's a one favorite line, which I'm not going to give it away, but I'll just say that there is a picture, I think, of Howard Cosell, the sportscaster, <laughs> and he makes an interesting comment about that, about him. So if anybody, you know, it's just a fun film to see, love and death might be one of my favorite films that they both did. I have to say, it's yeah. so, it's really out there. And it is. It's, the dialogue is very, it's funny, it's strange, and it's, it's a period piece in its own kind of bizarre, fun way. Annie Hall, of course, I could see. Anytime, anywhere, it still works
0: really well. Yeah it's just... you know what's really interesting is his character doesn't change all that much from movie to movie yeah you know, he plays himself and plays it well and yet her character really balances him very well uh you know she tends to be really out there and silly and kind of goofy and off the wall uh but she can also play it serious too for instance in Manhattan is a bit more of a, she's a bit more of a serious character in that film. Oh, she's a, she's very almost
1: snobby. She's yes. very intellectual. And he she makes her, yeah, he makes her out to be like this real upper West side snooty chick that is too good for herself. And is too smart. Whereas in Annie Hall, she's sort of very kind of innocent. And there's only two years
0: between the movies. Exactly. So, yeah, he, I, I, he, I, love that. You know, she shows her acting chops because she can play it so many different ways and yet they still have good chemistry. I think uh, yeah. when she won, what did she, she had gotten one of those, you know, what was it? I don't know if it was an AFI award or whatever. And I mean, he basically said, you know, Hey, listen, I owe a huge part of my career to this woman. And, and it's the truth. She was such a good foil for him in so many of his films. And absolutely. Yeah. I almost think i almost, I almost look at her to Woody
1: Allen, like Margaret Dumont to Groucho Marx you know, Groucho Marx said Margaret Dumont never understood their jokes. She didn't think the Marx Brothers were funny. She didn't think Groucho was funny, so it made the jokes funnier because she didn't think they were funny, and her reactions were always sort of appalling. What did you say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just made it more bizarre. Yeah. and I almost kind of think that, uh, especially, especially in, and I think I I started to see it in Love and Death, where, where, where she was, she's so innocent and it just makes him, it makes his lines that much funnier. Uh, yeah. their their pairing is, I don't know. I, I, I might even say that they're my favorite to watch people. He knew how to write for her so well. Oh, totally. And I don't think there's not a minute in, in Annie Hall that just isn't a great, every scene is great. Manhattan, I would say it's a close second. And then Manhattan Murder Mystery.
0: Yeah, it's a, and that's a fun film. And
1: that is a really fun film. It, and you get not, to see
0: them many years later, still working together and still working together well. Yes, uh, ab-
1: absolutely. Yeah, they, that's a fun. In fact, I, I I need to see that one again. So that, that's one I'm going to put myself through again because they were really, really, and that's a great cast too. Alan Alda's in that. Angelica yeah. Houston's That's a really good. That's a good. And there's other great performers in that too.
0: Um, you know, I wanted to, you know, I was trying not to do, uh, just opposite sex folks. I was trying to pick some, you know, same sex pairings that are just so good together. Um, and I wanted to go a little bit dramatic. And so I think you can't deny that, uh, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro just have a really great chemistry working together. And, you know, whether it's Raging Bull, whether it's Goodfellas, uh, whether it's Casino, and of course now the new and the Irishman there, they just have this really, uh, it, it it's like they're similar, and yet they're still very different people. Uh, and they have this really great chemistry, you know, these guys are basically there and they're, you know, they're talking about horrible deeds together, you know, whether they're doing them together or discussing them, and yet they do it in a way that it's just it, it's almost amusing at times and they pull it off and it, their chemistry is so easygoing in a sense even as dark as the subject now, matter I mean be. do you get do you get the feeling like these guys they hang out together and like they have coffee
1: and and like they just have that sort of shorthand sure. but like i kind of feel like when they're in a scene together i mean the one that I, that just comes to my mind, I don't know why, is the scene in Raging Bull when they're in Jake, Jake LaMotta's house and, and Jake uh, Robert De Niro says to him, I want you to hit me. I want you to hit me with everything you got. And it's just like the two of them seem like that, that was kind of almost improvised, but I mean, I know it's probably not improvised, but there's something just kind of really strange. Because Pesci doesn't do... A lot of films, we, you know, no, we've he seen doesn't. a lot of movies. No. So, yeah, there has to be some kind of crazy on-screen chemistry
0: that the that the two of them really do have. I, I really, I find it so interesting that um, when you think of them, for instance, in Goodfellas, it, it's not like we have a lot of sympathy for these characters. Um, but when Robert De Niro finds out, you know, that Joe Pesci, you know, here he thinks he's going to be made, and he finds out what really happens. And he's so destroyed by it. He's and so destroyed.
1: Yeah. You can and, see that. Like that was it, his best friend.
0: Yeah. And it's, you really feel that. And you're like, wait a minute. These guys are, these guys are horrible people. <laughs> I actually have sympathy for them because they were close. They had each other's backs. They, they were together and they thought this was a great moment for everybody. And it really is very powerful. And it's because of their chemistry is so good together that you it really shows that they care about each other. And that's such, and, a, that's such
1: a that's such a crazy scene too when he does find oh, out. Yeah, it is uh, about about Tommy. It and Deniro's totally. character is completely different to the rest of the film. It, it is he he goes through such a change. He really, does, yeah. I mean, it, 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 in so many ways. Oh yeah, everything
0: is really very different after that. Uh, yeah, they're just they they really have a great chemistry, and like I said, it's it's it, when they're sitting there having, uh, you know, after they've chopped the body up and and, and Joe <laughs> Pesci's mother's making you know something to eat, they're laughing about everything. And uh, but it's only because that chemistry works so well that they pull that off.
1: Yeah, there's the real playfulness about the two of them. Uh, it, it's it sort of lightens De Niro a little bit. It Pesci, does. It, it, he becomes; they become more animated, I think, in a fun way. Yeah, yeah that's a good they,
0: pairing. They really do. It is. It's just. A, it's a really good chemistry, and uh, and I've started to watch The Irishman. I I'll give you my thoughts when I'm completely done. But and and it's still there. They still have, they still have a connection. You can see it. It's very real. It really is. So yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a good that's, one. I like yeah, that one. I wanted to just kind of go, you know, off the rails a little bit. Well,
1: I have my, my last pick before we get into maybe uh, an area where the, the, we wish they had. Um, this, was, this was one that I thought of immediately at the same time with Tracy and Hepburn is Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Yeah. They have always been one of my favorite on-screen pairings. I, I mean, you know that. And what's interesting, though, is when you search the Internet, they seem to leave out one of my favorite films that the two of them did together. They always have the odd couple. They have the front page. They have the grumpy old men series, the grumpier old man and grumpy old man, but they forget the fortune cookie, yeah. which is the first film that they did together. And I love that movie. Matthau's character is just really so contemptible. He's yeah, very just, much so. He's, he's real scoundrel in that movie. And Jack Lemon is just great. He plays vulnerable, uh, just so well. And they're so, they're so natural together. And it's as though they, it's as though they somehow just knew they know they like each other. I mean, off screen, they were very, very, very good friends off screen. They loved each other. And so you, you can kind of see that on screen, even though they don't, they're not affectionate necessarily, but yet they are in the fact that there's just a, there's a great, great collaborative chemistry that they have. My favorite story about The Odd Couple is Neil Simon wrote, wrote the play, and he definitely wanted Walter Matthau to play Oscar Madison, and he wanted Jack Lemmon to play Felix Unger, and so he sent Matthau the script just so that he would read it, hoping he would get it, and Matthau called Neil Simon and said, this is unbelievable. I'm in. This is it. I, I, I am so excited to play the part of Felix Unger. I can't, I can't wait. And Neil Simon says, "Whoa, whoa wait, wait a minute! Uh, I want you for Oscar Madison. That's who. That's who you're perfect for." He said, "Ah, come on!" He said, "I could phone in Oscar. Felix is acting," and Neil Neil Simon said, "Act in someone else's play. Be Felix in mine." And so the rest is history. He ended up being in the film sure. as Oscar Madison, yeah. and and I guess maybe that's that's probably my my. First, second favorite. I love the fortune cookie. They're fun in the front page, and then much older in the '90s. They did Grumpy Old Men, and they were great in that too. Burgess Meredith uh, is actually funny in that too. He plays uh Lemon's father in that, and he's very funny.
0: Well, I, so I, you know, I would say my comment on that, and obviously a great pairing. They were their chemistry was so good that they elevated the material. Or well, they, I think they. They were in some good movies that were made better because they were so good together. Uh, Sometimes that happens when the chemistry is so good that those guys just make it look so easy. And yeah, uh, that's
1: a really, that's a really good point because if you look at and you listen to the dialogue, say in the odd couple, which I think is probably a little bit more accessible for people to see than maybe some of the other ones. Yeah. Honestly, the dialogue may not resonate as much with people today, just because of whatever, but boy, is it really great
0: to see the two of them act together. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you see, you just see two great actors, uh and clearly they had a connection and they knew it, and it was it was exploited very well. Uh, it really was. So yeah, that's a good pick. I. A couple of things, you know. I I thought of. I was like, well, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson have a nice chemistry. They did in the Lethal Weapon films. Really, I thought I thought of that, but I went, I can't go there. Yeah, I I thought of it. it, it Really, they did. Uh, Peter Sellers and Herbert Lom have a great chemistry in Uh, the Pink Panther. Think of that one. That's a great. They really do. They really have a nice chemistry together, and they um and these are just ones that were kind of one offs.
1: Ah, can't believe I didn't think of that one. Gosh, and I just saw a bunch of Pink Panthers the last couple of weeks.
0: That's a really good one. As, Herbert as and Mom. Yeah, and they're yeah. great. They're great together. And as many Sherlock Holmes versions there have been, I always thought Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce had the best chemistry. I wouldn't say necessarily you could make a case where they had the best version of Holmes and You mean you didn't think Will
1: Farrell and John C. Riley were great together <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't I, <laughs> I want to see a little more <laughs> before I commit to that pairing <laughs> uh, but yeah Basil Rothbone and Nigel Bruce are really great they have a great chemistry
1: as they Holmes do. and Watson yeah.
0: they're extremely believable And but anyway I went with uh, I just think the best male male chemistry that I've seen it, it's just Bob Hope and Crosby. I, I just don't think Whoa, it gets really... Whoa, you went I, back. Oh I boys, did. I just boy, don't think wow. it gets better than those two. I, I, the road movies were just on t c m s watching a bunch of them. Hey,
1: listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> I love Bing Crosby. And I love Bing's kids, too. Did I ever tell you that time that Jeff Bing and
0: Dolores and I were... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get into... Uh, I could uh, We're not going to get know, into, 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 into Bing's... Uh, <laughs> fatherhood. We're not going to do that. Uh, we're just going to keep it to the art. But yeah, the Hey, two listen, of
1: them. I would tell you about Jerry Lewis and Dean
0: Martin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think that their chemistry is absolutely fantastic. It seems like there was no script and they just said, okay, guys, do what you want. <laughs> and that's what it seems like. When they did the road films, that's really what it. it's just, go ahead, guys, do what you want. Uh, the road films are a lot of fun. Uh, some of them are better than others, but once again, great chemistry overcomes sometimes weak material. Uh, Road to Morocco, Road to Utopia are probably my two favorites. Really good films and very well, it, funny. I, I do
1: actually like their pairing. I mean, Bing Crosby is like a like about a notch or two and a half above a pulse in most of the movies that he's in. It doesn't look like he's doing anything, but maybe, I don't know, maybe that's part of the secret. Whereas Bob Hope, Always like, he was mugging. And he was early Bob Hope stuff is really funny to me. Yeah, and the Lemon Drop Kid. I mean, but and the Road Pictures. He's he's really very. He almost reminds me of sort of slapstick early Woody Allen,
0: in especially oh, a lot yeah, of his facial can, expressions. You can, you can see that uh, where Woody gets some of that from. But yeah, Bink Crosby yeah. is very funny, though he he really he gets a lot of good lines in as well. And he's he's such a scoundrel. He's always selling Bob Hope uh, out. It really is a good pairing, and they really you just tell these guys just loved each other. It's just so obvious the fun that they were having making these films, and it really it's that fun just comes right off the screen. They were having I mean, so much fun,
1: and it's kind of cool that they did make those films because obviously we don't see. The television shows that Bing Crosby and Bob Ho did in years later, so you can definitely refer to them in the movies. It's great that they sort of have this kind of lasting impact and I think the the road some of the road pictures are definitely worth it yeah road yeah, are, they are. Was it
0: road was it road to Zanzibar? Yeah, that's good. Morocco. That's one of the first ones. I mean I like yeah, Road to Morocco. Road to Utopia is very funny. Road to Utopia. Yeah, that's the one yeah, that is, that yeah, is really that... Good. it was nominated for an Oscar, I think, for best screenplay. Like it is it's a funny film.
1: Who, who wrote it? Was that Melvin Shabelson? Uh, that?
0: I forget who wrote it. The Robert Benchley narrates, which is really funny too. Uh, that's uh, correct. That's uh, right. He does some Robert fun Benchley, narration. Yeah. yeah so there it's a it's a really quality film. But even the later ones. Wrote to Hong Kong. I mean, they're they're not great films, but they're fun you, to watch because yeah. the
1: chemistry is good. Did you ever check out? Did you ever read that book Bob Hope wrote? Well, he didn't write it, but I, I, or he it was ghost written by by Melvin Shabelson called The Don't Shoot, It's Only Me. It's pretty no, funny. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, funny. It's, yeah. you, you would like that. It's very funny. It's, it's very silly, and there's a lot of great Hollywood stories.
0: Well, it's, it's, when they write the books, it's they always gloss over, you know, what real awful people that they were off screen. That's what I like to read is how horrible <laughs> these people were off screen. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah that's I enjoy. But... I tend to enjoy that side <laughs> of things a little more, Uh, th- but that's me. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I kind of really left with that pick. And then I tried to come up with, you know, my last, they, they were on screen once and you wish they would have done more pick. That's, that's where we're at. So I don't know what you uh, came can, up I guess,
1: with. can I guess, can I guess yours? Yeah. Um, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, the one that I I came up with two, one is they only did one film together and I really wish they had done another film, but then the, I came up with two actors
0: that did two films together that, that, that were that don't, you're you're veering off script and you're not I, playing by I, the rule <laughs> it, once it, you always do I that
1: i can't help it it just came to me today it just it came to me today and i can't resist so okay the first one which is to to go by the rules which is which is what we said, is is clark gable and vivian lee gone with the wind mm-hmm. i thought they now. i thought I mean, come yeah. on i mean yeah. it, it, that was a great film it was a but that a lot of it was the casting, and they made a big deal out of it. I mean, every woman in Hollywood in 1938 that was a brunette, that was a decent, you know, at least a big actress, <laughs> yeah, auditioned exactly. for that role. Yeah, they auditioned everybody yep. for that role. Uh, Hetty Lamar, Joan Bennett, I mean, they all auditioned for that film. And there's clearly, when you see the screen test, no one is, gets even close to Vivian Lee. I, I don't, it was just so easy to make that decision. And I guess Clark Gable, I don't know, there might've been someone else that they had considered, but maybe not. I mean, Gable was just like, he was like the guy for that, for that part. But I think it's obvious why they didn't do another film together. It didn't seem like they liked each other very much. At least that was what, what uh, the Hollywood gossip was that they didn't like each other. So it would make sense why maybe they didn't do another film together, but okay.
0: they, yeah, they were, no, they I mean, it it's, you know, 80 years later it still endures. Um yep. so yeah that says something about the chemistry of those two leads for sure. I mean their their story is what compels that film yeah. so much of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. would have. I wonder if they would have worked well together in subsequent films. Yeah, I don't, you I don't you know wonder if than. that chemistry would have been there. Huh? <clears throat> okay, I like it. Interesting pick. What about what was yours? Did, did you Um mine was more modern. Uh, It was uh, Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. I just think that um, their relationship in that film is the most interesting thing that's happening. And he, he like falls for her. He does. He really, he falls for her. He never really says it, I guess, but. At the end, which makes that which makes it that much more exciting. It does, and yeah, when he when he calls her at the end, and after she's you know gotten her citation, and basically you know says, "Don't worry, I'm not going to come after you. The world is a much more interesting place with you in it." (laughs) Uh, And I love that he says that to her, and you really understand how good their chemistry is when the sequel Hannibal comes out years later. And Julianne Moore, who's a good actress, plays Clarice Starling. And it's not there. That chemistry isn't there anymore. It really isn't. You don't feel it like you did in that original film. Uh, Just two great actors playing off each other. And I don't know that they could have replicated any other performances together. But in that film, that chemistry is so powerful.
1: Well, see, that brings out the point is what we're saying about De Niro and Pesci, that if there isn't an off-screen chemistry, then that may or may not translate on the screen, and you just don't know until you see it, until it happens. So maybe Julian and Morton, maybe they just didn't have an off-screen chemistry, uh, or maybe they liked each other too much, and maybe it didn't translate. Who knows? It could have been uncomfortable with Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, and maybe that's why it did
0: translate. I, I think the the problem is, too, is that when Jodie Foster was so good as Clarice and there, there was a quality, you know, it's like she was this very smart young girl and she clearly was very smart, very together. But there was also a lot of deep wounds within her and she played that really well. And you didn't feel that as much with the Julianne Moore character. It was a little more by the numbers. And I don't want to say that Anthony Hopkins' character had become somewhat of a character after all those years. That's close to 10 years between those films. But I think some of that sting was lost uh, in between that period. But it's just a great pairing, great chemistry. Uh, Both win Academy Awards, both well-deserved because they're so fantastic together and their relationship is the most interesting thing happening in that film really is.
1: Yeah, that's really good pick. I mean, that, that, I mean, definitely the thing about her that I remember more so than the Julianne Moore version is that, that Jodie Foster as Clarice was, she was nervous. She was vulnerable. You saw that, but yet, but yet you saw that there was, and she was, she was intense and not going to give up. And you didn't really know exactly what what she was going to do or how she was going to think or respond next. There was always just this guessing. Is she going to cave? Is she, it, you know, I mean, it, it just was it was it was very tense. It's hard for me to watch that movie, but it was, that, yeah. that yeah. means it's really good, you know, because his character is just uh, well, I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, Anthony Hopkins said when he interviewed, he said it was easy to play that character. He said he just played him just very calm.
0: Yeah, measured. which is w- – w- and it works so much better. Two over the top, it yeah. never worked. Yeah,
1: That's kind of a scary answer when an actress says, oh, it was easy for <laughs> me to
0: play that psycho- psychopath. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was it easy.
0: It must be so fun to play something so <laughs> probably opposite of who your being is. Uh, go ahead. What were your other –
1: uh, I, only had, I only had one other thing and that
0: was Paul Newman and
1: Robert Redford, mm-hmm. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and The Sting, Both yeah. movies I loved yeah. and they were amazing. And, oddly, and interestingly enough, they were directed by George Roy Hill, the same director. Right. So I know they wanted to do a project years later together, but it just never manifested. But those are two, those are great movies. And man, those two guys on screen are just, they're amazing they and they did have an off screen uh i apparently uh, a very sort of prank kind of relationship but a lot of fun they they apparently respect each other
0: and were friends yeah you could see it yeah you could see it that is a uh, that's a really good one they did have good chemistry together and newman was always a little bit more of the lighter side of it yes. really in both films and redford's a little bit more of the intense character uh, and they play off each other well. And those characterizations are, are nice together. Uh, that disparity between the two. Good pick. Okay. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. This I liked... was a
1: lot of fun. Good pick, Lawrence. This, I love this one. This okay.
0: Great. So uh, there you go. Brothers on the Phone talking movies. New and improved season two. Uh, thank you so much Ow! for checking us out, and uh, we will be back, and you'll never know what we'll do next.
1: <laughs> trick is, we don't.
0: We don't. Exactly. We <laughs> had <have to> figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> All right. right. Enjoy. See you. See, at you the movies. Movies. See ya.